another week, and wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we're so glad you've chosen to tune in to DLC, especially if you're one of our geeks in sneaks. Although, right now, these days, if you're anywhere near where I am, it's hard to be a geek in sneaks getting outside. It's hot! It's hot! You gotta stay cool, but... That's okay. You can stay inside and play video games and listen to us because we are your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free thanks to our sponsor this week, Casper. Casper bringing the show to you, of course, the show all about games and their many forms, games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles, and also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. And I'm your host, Jeff Kanata, which is spelled with two N's and one T, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis, the guy who has not melted yet, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, and I wouldn't have melted if you would have listened to me, and you could have just paid attention to everything that I've been saying. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm not going to comment on that reference, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Uh, Christian, how you doing, man? You uh, You just came back from swim class? Yeah, the girls are both in this like swim intensive. It's it's uh awesome. It's the funniest and most sad. Like like there are kids just crying as teachers are just like, do it again. Like the teachers are supportive <laughs> and kind, but they're just like, oh, do I have? Yep, pull them in the pool. It's uh hilarious. Nice man. Only way to beat the heat. Oh man, I'm excited. We uh, it's still kind of slow news wise, but there's lots of games to play and we got lots to talk about. We also have an awesome guest to do it with. You know that DLC is always your downloadable Kanata. And your downloadable Christian, but this week we are excited because DLC stands for Distinguished London-Based Creator. Because returning to the show is one of our favorite guests. You know him as the internet's Will Harris. We know him as our friend Will Harris. It's Will Harris! Hello, guys. I was really wondering what my DLC was going to be this time. That is always <laughs> the highlight of the show. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's lovely to, to, to talk to you guys. We were just saying in the chat that we've um, Christian was in London, and I just missed Christian. And I was in LA, and I just missed Jeff. And so, yeah. once again, despite all having been in the same place, we're talking to each other on the internet. That's right. <laughs> we are star-crossed ships in the night, but thankfully technology has our back and we are able to uh, communicate once again. We're so glad to have you back. Um, it was so fun last time and we, we want to have you on much more often, Will. So we got to make this more more frequent. Yes. Also, Will, I should note that uh, because Jeff and I both live in LA, it's really sad, but Jeff, like literally every – he's outside my door right now. And I'm like, no, Jeff, like get I just, on your – I have, I have <laughs> You can't box keep him away. Man. We're going to yeah. do this over the internet. I don't want to see you. Just in sit – In your eyes, light the heat <laughs> in your eyes. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, let's kick the show off uh, the way we always do with Story of the Week. Story of the week, it's the story of the week. Story of the week, it's the story of the week. I always do that, and then I go, oh, I was supposed to plug something. And I always play the thing, and then I get into the thing, and then I forget. Is I was supposed leaking? to pl- <laughs> Yeah, I need to plug that. I wish I wish we had rain enough to have the house leaking. <laughs> uh, but no, I wanted to tell everybody at the top again that my other video game show, my daily video game show, it's hate a quick, it. Hate it already. quick daily show <laughs> to keep you in the know. It'll keep you up to date 
every single day, quick, 10 minutes a day. Uh, it's available now as a podcast. So the same way you listen to this show, you can listen to that show. And I think a lot of people have, have really been very happy that it's now not just on the Anchor app, although it is still also on the Anchor app. It's called Newest, Latest, Best, and it's a quick daily show. You can just uh, subscribe there in the old iTunes or Google Play or however you get your podcast now. So you'll get it in your feed every day. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping people will give that show a shot as well. It's just me by myself, but um, updating you with stuff that we don't talk about here, perhaps. Um, more, more common, more frequent, more up-to-date. Okay, check that, that out. Jingle again. Hit that jingle. The, the newest, latest, best jingle? No, I don't care about no, that The story jingle. of the week jingle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> story of the week. It's the story of the week. Story of the week. It's the story of the week. Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happened in the world of games this week. And you can always submit stories for our consideration using the hashtag on Twitter, DLCSOTW, which stands for Story of the Week, or by sending us an email at DLCfeedback at gmail.com, or by going to our subreddit, which is 5x5dlc.reddit.com. Cool folks hanging out there, discussing the shows, asking questions, commenting. It's a great place to visit. Okay, Will, you are our guest. So you get first pick of stories. What would you consider to be your story of the week? So, Jeff, you mentioned that there's maybe not so many games coming out right now. We had that enormous sort of glut at the beginning of the year, and it's a little bit slow. But that means that there's lots of time to play games, and there's nobody that's been playing more games more quickly than the guys doing Games Done Quick, yeah. which uh, this week raised, what is it, like $1.7 million now for Doctors yeah. Without Borders by playing um, by, by speedrunning. So I hope cool. those doctors can buy some borders, finally. Yeah, I know. It's doctors, they've been having to go to Barnes & Noble, and now they can go to Borders. <laughs> nice, doubling down. <laughs> yeah, see what I did there? Uh, yeah, this is really, really cool. 30,000-plus donors uh, have raised in excess of $1.7 million, which is a new record for summer games done quick. 130 speedrun attempts were, were featured over the uh, course of summer games done quick, which is the seventh time they've done this. Awesome, awesome event. I mean, I'm in awe. We love bringing it up on the show every time they do it because it is such a cool showcase for the true skill that you can achieve by focusing on one game and, and learning it the way these guys do. It is a spectacle unlike any other in gaming. And there are uh, some... There are some really amazing um, favorites that I that I really enjoyed watching. I think, um, I mean, <clears throat> there are over what 130 different goes of people. Yeah. I think one of the, my absolute favorites had to be watching um, the guys doing Super Hot. Yeah, because, that's what I was going to bring up too. It's oh, so I'm awesome. sorry, man, because Super Hot is already like a game that kind of has like time built into it fundamentally. Yeah. Um, watching that speedrun is just like. Um, I sort of want to just like drop some acid and watch it because it's, just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, man, Christian, you you talk a lot uh, about the guys on YouTube that are doing like the the uh, super hot trick trick shows, trick shots, and all that stuff. 
seeing these guys speed run super hot is that on crack. It is completely insane. The precision, knowing exactly like I take two steps here, I shoot that guy. I take two steps there, I shoot this guy. I grab his gun. But there's cool random stuff that happens in that game too that you can't always predict exactly what's going to happen. Like enemies will spawn with different weapons every time. So the guy is narrating his speed run and explaining like, okay, here, oh, I just got lucky because those guys all had baseball bats instead of machine guns. And so they ran towards me which lowered the amount of time it takes to get to them. And like, it is such an awesome lesson in that game as well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one, but there's, there are, are tons of really cool speed runs uh, that, that were accomplished this, this time. Yeah. I watched um, Waypo- waypoints, waypoints, Shantae, the half genie, whatever the full name of that game is. And whole, I, I mean, it's like, watching if you haven't watched any speed running one go watch some of this stuff but then for i think for the general broader audience something that you maybe have seen is like when it was on ellen or the news and it's the kids shredding the hardest song in guitar here or just destroying ddr where it's just automatic it's this machine and it looks almost easy because they're doing it so well and and so fluid and then you realize everything that they're doing and how the game isn't like guitar hero or ddr where it's exactly the same every time and the commentary is incredible where it's you know they're kind of explaining it as it goes like okay now this level loads in this is the only time that this level actually has a glyph glitch because of the way the game is programmed is literally the only place because they need to get the spinning wheel in and in order to yeah. fit the spinning wheel into the, and you're just like Holy, and here I am still having not beat Halo 4 or something, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I yeah. think what's really, what's really fascinating, I just want you guys to know that I've just done this, uh, done this math just in my head. As you know, all British people are, um, are fantastic at maths. Mm. And $1,760,857 from 30,041 donors is about $56 per person, which actually That's is great. quite a phenomenal amount of money. It really um, is. It's, and, you know, I, did, I did that in my head. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. I have, and you did it with such panache. Uh-oh. What just happened? He got everybody... booted for lying. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, uh, I did have, the, I did have the, uh, the, the Liar Liar Pants on Fire script running. So, uh... <laughs> oh, we need, like we need little, that for other people just, in our Just country, a little Jeff. siren, like a little... <laughs> like when the Enterprise goes into uh... yeah, amazing. Could you imagine that for every press conference? Like a, a basketball player is like, I just want to, you know, it's really a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> Christian uh, Spicer, a basketball press conference was not the press conference you were thinking yeah. of. <laughs> hey, he softened play... it. He softened the message. I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard that happen in real time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad, Will, that you brought that up because, uh, and that you did that math all in your head because. You know, it's cool to talk about the speedruns because speedruns are awesome. But the real story here, the real cool part of the story is the this is a very worthy charity, and the fact that people stepped up to the plate and donated in such big numbers is is really laudable and and a very cool thing. So it's it's one of those positive stories in games that doesn't come around nearly often enough. But good thing to underscore. All right, Christian, what is your story of the week? Well, I haven't been listening to what you guys have said yet, so I wanted to bring up um, Summer Games Done Quick. They raised. Uh, uh, this I want to. <laughs> uh, 
I think this is interesting. It's the Mario Odyssey. There's a a post from the Japanese Twitter account confirming that Super Mario Odyssey has no game over screen. It appears that the a, a kind of a rough, you know, um, translation of the tweet is saying that the game's health mechanic, uh, Mario loses 10 coins every time he falls or uh, kind of goes into those bottomless pits. You respawn back kind of where you were, but you lose 10 coins, and coins are replacing the traditional live system of other Mario games. So no one-ups, no one-up mushrooms. Gone. And, and what happens when you're at, like, I feel like there, there needs to be, and it's not explained, there needs to be some incentive to keep coins because even after, even if you have you less than 10, you, buy you, still don't, you still don't die. Right. But like, in terms of gameplay, I'm curious how that affects gameplay. You know what I mean? I think it's a be- penalty. Dying is just a penalty for what you can buy. Just like America, Christian. <laughs> it's uh, it's only – go ahead, Will. I was going to say I think it's really interesting because I think it kind of fits in with what we kind of see as like a new open world mechanic, right? Like if yeah. you're playing something like um, like GTA or Red Dead or whatever, like you don't die, die, right? In yeah, the you same go back way to the hospital. You just go back to the hospital or whatever and it kind of feels like they're replicating that with Mario on the basis that this is you know, kind of the direction that the game seems to be going in. Yeah, it's almost exactly the same. I, I, I didn't think of that until you brought it up. But that's actually, actually it's, it's Zelda, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a little Breath of the Wild kind of thing. No, there's well, you die in Zelda. You go, yeah, you go to the to the uh, to the hospital in GTA, and you lose money. That's but the penalty. Yeah, it's the same but thing. The question is, what is this money going? Like, I, they didn't showcase that at least on my hands on at E3. What you're oh, doing with this stuff. money? Yeah, and there's two it, different currencies that I had, and you go in every go, level. The coins are are specific to that world, so, so you go in and buy uh, you buy outfits and hats. And uh, there's two different stores in the in New Donk City where you can buy. There's red coins that buy certain things, and there's regular gold coins that buy other things. It's a lot of purchasing. Well, my, my question is, what is actually? It's 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 easy to read this as like, oh, you never die. But actually, what is a bigger penalty to the player if these coins and buying things are kind of needed or progress uh, your character in a way, or are required for certain challenges? I think to some extent that might be more frustrating than mm-hmm. just losing a life and restarting. Because I know that was the case in GTA. Yeah, you're not traditionally dying, but nothing was worse than after you you know drive across town, do this thing, do this score, get this money so you can buy this rocket launcher to go complete this other thing, and then you die in some stupid way and you lose the money, and you're just like, I have to do three missions again before I can do this next mission. Son of a gun. If I was yeah. being really cynical, Christian, I would say. What's a great way of making sure you always have enough in-game currency, regardless <laughs> of your skill level? Um, mm. Nintendo eStore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think it's interesting that game over is over. I I, I kind of do think that game over the phrase is a vestige of a bygone era, and it doesn't really have any relevance nowadays. Like seeing a game over screen on a home game, it's just it's a little. Well, when was the last one you saw? Zelda. I mean, I, uh, there's Super lots. Super hot. Dead Dead Souls. Dead, Horizon. You know, Dark Souls. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It yeah, bit, it's, it feels a bit anachronistic, now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think there's different types of games where it works better than others. I think the game over screen is still very much a, a relevant thing especially with games especially after games done quick where you see like there are newer games there in plus vvvvv super meat boy uh i I don't know i I think we're splitting hairs and yes in the chat it is a slow news week um (laughs) but 
whatever you call it, it game over or not, it's it's the same thing. They might just say like restart or continue or you know whatever other thing it is. It's just, it's the same. It's all the same thing. And I think there's value in it depending on the type of game you're playing. Yeah. I'm just sad that there won't be any uh, one-up mushrooms. And the one-up as a thing is kind of dead, right? There's well, that no closed years ago, right? And then it was weekend confirmed. And then uh, hilarious. now it's this. Now it's this. <laughs> now it's this. <laughs> what a sad state of affairs. Now you just lose coins. Uh, right. All right. Um, scraping the bottom of the barrel for stories of the week. But um, – I mean, I'm I'm genuinely excited about this, and I got a bunch of tweets this morning. People are like, "You gonna talk about it? You gonna talk about it? Tell us what to do." Rift is on sale. Oculus Rift Plus Touch on sale for four hundred bucks, three ninety nine right now, uh, which for a limited time. They don't say how limited, but they're calling it six weeks. Oh, is it six weeks? Okay, that's what I read somewhere. And Best Buy will throw in E Valkyrie as well if you buy it in store. I think you buy on the online, you get uh, oh, do uh, that as well, but I'm not entirely certain. Either way, uh, pretty cool deal. I mean, people that have been waiting for Oculus to drop down to sort of human levels, it's you know, competitive now with PSVR. Of course, you still need a PC, and PCs ain't cheap. But uh, I think if people have been waiting to get in on Oculus, this is a pretty cool moment to do that. And, um, you know, people were asking me. I did it on Newest, Latest, Best this morning. I did a, a rundown of a bunch of my favorite Oculus games for people that are jumping in on this deal. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about that with you guys. And um, I, I, for the first time, actually, I, I don't know why I hadn't done it before now, but since I had uh, both Oculus and Vive, I would pretty much exclusively do Steam VR with my Vive. But for the first time last night, actually, I booted up Steam VR with my Oculus, and I was so impressed with how well it works. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. It should work well because they say it works well, but it works well. <laughs> and that's uh, a good thing to know because I've been only really advising people to buy Oculus games in the Oculus store. And Oculus with touch in the Steam VR environment works really, really well. It's, uh, and Steam has returns, which is would have been super helpful for some of the games I bought through the Oculus store that made me throw up. <laughs> I would have uh, loved to have had two hours and been like this. I can't I can't play this. So if, if they are in both, I would highly recommend, especially if you're new to VR, you go the Steam route. Don't exploit the, you know, the return policy. But I think it's super valuable for someone new to VR to be able to have that, you know, try it before you commit to the puke I, bucket. And I think it's interesting because the I'm just looking on Amazon.com the the, the PS VR launch bundle including the camera and the and the motion controllers that you really need um is still 499 so it's now 100 bucks cheaper and okay there's the PC thing but if you if you've got a, a a PC already or you know PlayStation already it's pretty interesting that the actual hardware itself is now cheaper yeah and i think superior i mean the touch controllers are so much better than those move controllers oh and the move so janky it really is it's really unfortunate and a lot of those experiences like batman you know batman is the big psvr launch title batman you can play on oculus now it looks better it plays just as well it's it's great um so that's one of the games that i really recommend and people have to try robo recall it's it's awesome and i keep beating the drum for um VR sports challenge, which for some reason nobody talks about, but I think it's one of the best VR experiences still available on Oculus. Um, so that's just three. And, and, you know, super hot VR, we talk about all the time as another great one. Um, edge of nowhere. Yeah. So um, many good ones. 
Will, what is your opinion on this? Do you think this is, hey, a great deal? It's a summer sale. It's cut some hardware. Or is this you're buying it's the limited edition uh, Toyota Camry price reduced right before the 2019 Camry comes out? Do you yeah, think there's if, an update waiting in the wings? If it, it really feels to me like um, after September, we're going to get some sort of version two of that hardware. And I think this is a clear out everything that we've got before we introduce the new one. Interesting. Um, you know, like uh, if you watch, um, if you're a sort of like an Apple fanboy like I am, you always see when certain models of laptops or phones or whatever go out of stock and you're always saying, oh, everything's going out of stock. There's a new one coming. Mm. It kind of That kind of feels like that to me. And I think because... Because Vive has sort of been an unexpected, not an unexpected, but like such a strong competitor to Oculus, I think if they can be the first of those two to like properly, to like really iterate the hardware, I think that'll be really strong for them. So this does seem like a, uh, a pretty, a pretty sensible way of doing that. Well, I, Christopher, I in the chat says that, um, Oculus claims that Gen 2 isn't coming for two years. So late 2018, early 2019. Huh, we'll see. I don't know if that's, you know, they've said a lot of things and gone back on those things also. So who knows? But uh, I'm the idiot that, you know, this Oculus price drop happens. And I, this morning, bought the new Vive <laughs> Deluxe Audio Strap because those just came. Great. They just get I mean, I've played it with it uh, at, at events and it is life changing if you have a Vive. But they just came back into stock this morning at 10 a.m. So I was like, refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> um, so there's that. We'll talk more in the VR talk segment. Um, there's a new VR Oculus game that uh, kind of blew me away. So we'll be talking about that shortly as well. But I'd love to hear from people that maybe are jumping into this uh, this sale. So I think this is it's pretty. It, this is the price point that is now, I think, viable. So uh, viable. Oh, hey, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. alarm for that. Sleep you also need a bad joke alarm. Come on, that's, yeah, that's gonna no be kidding. Off. So many alarms. I need, I, there's so many alarms that I need. I can't keep up with the alarms. Um, one thing that should be alarming, guys, is when you sleep on a bad mattress. Shouldn't that be alarming? <laughs> okay. I also, want, I, I also want an alarm for bad segues. You're going to need a good alarm after you have a great night's sleep. You might sleep in without – That's uh, right. You would sleep right through your alarm no matter what kind of alarm it is because you're getting so rested – uh, we do need to ta- take a second to thank our sponsor, uh, and then we'll move on to games we're playing. But our sponsor this week is Casper, the sleep brand that created one perfect mattress sold directly to you. That way, they eliminate commission-driven inflated prices and that horrible experience that you have when you go into a mattress store and you get hard sold by all the people there and you only can lay on a mattress for two minutes and you feel weird and they're getting – the prices are so high. All that stuff taken care of by Casper. But you're probably sitting there going, why do I need a new mattress? I, I have a mattress. Well, if you're like me, you didn't know <laughs> when, you, when you needed a mattress and I would wake up and have weird neck pains and have weird back pains and go, ah. I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I'm just hunkering over my computer too much, yada, yada, yada. No, it's probably more likely that you're not sleeping well and that you've waited too long to get a new mattress. That's what happened to me. Luckily, Casper was in my life, was available, and it made it easy. I didn't have to go to the stupid big box store and 
just all that process is so annoying. You don't want to waste your day. You know, Memorial Day sale. Yeah, that's what I want to do on Memorial Day is go in and buy a mattress. That just sounds awful. Do it at home. Make it easy. One click, you're done. They ship it to your house. You unwrap it very easily. It inflates in your house. It's awesome. And even better than that, you don't have to make a decision whether you even want to keep it for a hundred nights. You have a hundred night trial period. During which, at any point, if you decide the Casper mattress isn't for you, you get your money back. No questions asked. They come to your house. They pick up the mattress. It's out of your life. If you don't like it, that's how confident they are with the mattress that it's going to improve your sleep. You're going to love it. It's going to feel better. So many people have talked to me about how they bought mattresses from Casper and uh, and love them. I have done that. It is it is the easiest way to do this and really can improve your life uh, exponentially. And we can improve your experience even better than that because we're going to give you a discount. If you use our promo code, you go to casper.com, C-A-S-P-E-R.com slash D-L-C, and you use the promo code D-L-C, you get 50 bucks off. That's pretty cool. So use that promo code, upgrade your sleep, be one of the over 20,000 people that are reviewing this and giving it an average of 4.8 stars. This is, uh, this is the way to, to do it. An obsessively engineered mattress designed and developed in the United States. It's pretty cool. Try it for up to 100 nights risk-free. Use that promo code DLC at casper.com slash DLC and let them know that you heard about it from us. Games, games, games. Look at all these games. We got uh, not a lot of new releases, but man, I've been enjoying having uh, a little bit of time to delve into my pile of shame. I wonder if you guys are the same. Uh, Will, what have you been playing? What's on your playlist? Man, I have to say it feels like the game that I've been playing more than anything else in the last few weeks is Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. Mm. Uh I have had a few weekends and a few evenings of hosting um, some some house parties and having some friends over. Four-player Mario Kart is like the ultimate party game because everybody knows how to play it. Even if you don't play a lot of video games, you can get in and play it, and it's 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 dead easy. You get you can pick it up. Everybody remembers playing it from some version of the console in the past, right? And it's I think it's really obvious that Mario Kart Eight is the best version of Mario Kart available ever we've I've, we've gotten so into playing it that now my girlfriend and i now use it to settle disputes to settle arguments. <laughs> that's awesome. that's so awesome. we was we were sat last night we were like i wanted to watch one movie and she wanted to watch a different movie so we time trialed for it and <laughs> it's become like the default mode of, of of settling anything in amongst my friends and with my girlfriend i've been playing so much mario kart 8 um and I still don't know the point of why I'm picking up all those blinking coins as I go around. Coins <laughs> every make every you faster. Every time. Like... Oh, is that really true? Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like how you buy, it's how you buy stuff also. Like it, in the other you, games. How you, th- those like are tied to your unlocks for the different wheels. And uh, it's all coin collection, not placing in races. Oh, my girlfriend is losing every argument from now on. This is amazing. <laughs> no, <but you laughs> listen to this right podcast. <laughs> I love how you are going to withhold that information from her in order no. to win arguments. You're talking to us for two hours right now, Will. She's in there training. Like, how do you pay? 
She's like, yeah, I'll time trial you. Only uh, Donkey Kong Mountain or whatever it's called. And like she's yeah. been in there just grinding all day. <laughs> are you guys I, playing uh, – how are you playing? Are you playing uh, uh, Nintendo commercial style with it on a little stand, each with a little, one Joy-Con or – Nobody have... does that. I refuse to believe that anybody does that. I've seen pictures of my friends who are like, I'm living the Nintendo commercial. My my niece and daughter played that way while we were in London because I didn't I wasn't going to travel a dock and they really wanted to play so I put it on the table and they'd each have the the Joy-Con sideways and playing it's not the ideal way to play by any stretch of the imagination but they loved Mario Kart and I loved getting their uh, five year old into video games no, so it was I, worth it. I'm afraid I just went I just went big pimping and bought two pro controllers nice that's the and way to do it uh, and that is the way to play it. Um, I've been playing that, and then when there's nobody around to party with, I have to say, I, I've been looking for something to really get my teeth into, in the sense of like something that I can really try and discover around, um, as opposed to just playing through a story mode or something. And I've been getting really into GTA Online. Oh, um, yeah. GTA 5, you know, is now so old, but I got GTA Online for the PS4, I just started exploring what you can do in that game. And it is completely a different game from what it was, you know, when I last looked at it 18 months ago, two years ago. Um, and I'm leveling up my character and I'm buying real estate and I'm getting into gangs. And then one of the, <laughs> oh, one, no. one of the, with the wrong crowd, man. <laughs> I'm hanging with the wrong crowd. And then one of the stories that I was actually thinking about putting in for story of the week is that, um, like for the last three years there's been this like alien mystery inside gta online where there's like alien hieroglyphics like at the top of a mountain and finally uh this week people worked out with one of the new updates how to uh how to unlock this sort of like alien ufo gun running mission um and it's been a it's been almost like an arg kind of level mystery within gta for like the last three or four years and it's finally sort of coming to a head now it's a really fascinating and and an interesting time to be playing gta online even though it feels like that game has been out forever that is so cool i I know a lot of people are super into that game and it makes something like like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day or something like insane numbers like podcasting money yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like we do. Like um, the other thing I've been playing is, because um, I've been traveling quite a lot, um, I've been on planes back and forth, taking my iPad, Monument Valley 2. Mm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Monument Valley is one of the most beautiful, beautiful video games ever created, in my view. Yeah. Um, Monument Valley 2 adds a really cool um, mechanic of having two people. There's a daughter of the main character. And it's still brain teasing. It's still beautiful. It still is emotional. Um, and it's the perfect mobile game. You can pick it up. You can play a level and, you know, in between, you know, switching terminals or whatever. Um, and on the, if you've got a, an iPad with, with the Redna, uh, Redna graphics, it looks absolutely just, just stunning. It's, it's, a, it's a triumph. So I've been really enjoying playing that. I loved the first one and, and I saw, you know, at the big, uh, Apple keynote when they, sort of sideways announced Monument Valley 2 in that slide. I was like, oh, that's exciting. And then I never followed up and downloaded it. But um, it's good to hear that it's that it's just as good as the original. Is it, is it feel like just more levels from the original or is there... It feels like... I mean, it does feel like more levels, but the introduction of a, of a second character um, that you're sort of playing simultaneously just kind of mm-hmm. ups the mind-bending factor. Yeah. 
Yeah, because the first Monument Valley was pretty short, actually. Um, so it's nice to have more and new. Yeah, I will just take more and new of that game for as lo- like as long as they keep producing it. Yeah, it's pretty special. Uh, you've also been playing Wipeout, right? Wipeout Omega, the big uh, collection. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't. Re- I couldn't resist that. I mean, Wipeout was just what I spent all my days on, you know, on PlayStation um, back in the day. And this is just HD remastered, thumping soundtrack. Um, you know, it's it's the Wipeout that we all know and love, except it's 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 slightly more crazy, slightly more mental because it's it just looks so good, it sounds so good, and it's um, it's still so mind mind bustingly hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, that game was always difficult, but when and it's one of those games you are just grinding every track to get your air brakes in the right place and to hit the boosts in the right place, and it's just. Um, it's it's a it's a great thing to play like late at night, lights off. Um, it's like it's it's sort of like the gaming equivalent of like going clubbing. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true. Uh, that and thumper, you know, it's like just uh, oh melt, yeah, melt your face. Uh, Christian, it's like you're you know you're into Wipeout Omega, you're into Mario Kart. This is you guys are kindred spirits here. Yeah, I oh man, they're both so good in terms of driving games, very different experiences, but both so well made and both at the top of their game. Wipeout Omega just makes me a little sad because while it's an incredible collection, I literally had all of it already on the Vita version over the years as they've updated it. And yes, the load times are atrocious on the Vita version. And yes, the PS4 version looks the best. Like it's the definitive version. But man, it makes me so sad that that studio is closed and the chance of maybe getting another one are sad. And then what really made me sad is that, Will, did you get the awesome limited edition that only Europe got? The Steelbook looked like a PlayStation game. It was incredible we didn't get anything here i was so disappointed no do you know i don't think i have bought a physical ps4 game since i bought the system i don't think yeah, i own no. a single one i just buy everything from the store yeah and it's a good way to do I it just, for wipeout jump in jump out i don't need um i don't need more stuff on my shelf at this point in time <laughs> <laughs> uh you know you mentioned it, it, that uh, gta online alien thing is kind of like an arg it reminded me that we got a uh, an email this week at dlcfeedback at gmail.com from Matt, who wanted us to talk about this ARG that's happening that seems to be uh, associated with No Man's Sky's first anniversary. It's called Waking Titan. Have you guys heard about this? It's it's pretty interesting. It, it's a bunch of spoof radio advertisements and crazy websites. I mean, ARGs used to be really common you know five ten years ago it felt like every game or movie had an arg built around it and now they're not really very common anymore at least you don't really see too many of them or nearly as many as they used to but it it sounds neat and it sounds like no man's sky is in no way winding down it sounds like they're actually ramping up for something big for the one-year anniversary uh, Christian, I know that you are, and Matt specifically calls you out and asks you, uh, if you are excited about this, if it will get you back into No Man's Sky, if there's a big reveal at the end of this ARG. Anyway, you can, you can find out more, by the way, uh, at wakingtitan.com. This is where the, uh, the, uh, ARG is happening. But what do you think, Christian? Likely not. Um, I kind of just moved on from that game. Forza Horizon 3 became my, chill just zone out play a game for a little bit that no man's sky was maybe if this thing reveals something to be incredible it'll get me to jump back in i'm typically not 
an ARG doer. I'm an ARG follow alonger, and then I wait to see what it reveals, and I go, oh, sweet, Frog Fractions 2, let's play it. I'm, I'm very rarely on the front lines of trying to decipher all of that stuff. I hope it's great, and I hope the No Man's Sky community is really excited about it, and it delivers a promise. It would really bum me out if this is another overpromise, underdeliver, because I don't think that game can handle it again. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good point. I, I'm the same way about ARGs. Is like I like them in the abstract, but I tend to just be like, "Wow, that's really cool that that's happening." I can't wait to find out what the solution is. All right, I'll check back in in two months. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, what is on your playlist, Christian? Uh, some oldies. I I realize as much as I'm excited about Wolfenstein Two, I never finished the Old Blood, which was the standalone DLC or I guess separate story piece that they released after Wolfenstein. And it's still incredible. It's, uh, I don't know, not super long, maybe six hours, something like that. But I'm, I started plugging away through that again. And if you haven't played it and you are, are like me and getting antsy or you got hype for Wolfenstein 2, it's a, a nice little short thing that you can jump into and it won't clutter up your backlog. You know, you're, you'll, you'll finish it during July if you, <laughs> if you want to play it. And then I purchased three things during the various, um, sales, summer sales, so to speak. One should get here tomorrow, and I purchased a Steam Link for 15 bucks when Steam oh. put those on sale to try. My uh, gaming PC is in my office. I have a nice, hardwired, fast internet in the house, so I'm going to try to link it to um, the, my big TV in the living room and hopefully clear out some of my Steam backlog, because I find that late at night when I have time to kind of just chill and play a game, I rarely want to get up and go into the office for some reason to play. It's not far, like... It's still my house, but it's just not where I'm hanging out, you know? <laughs> uh, and hopefully Steam Link, at 15 bucks, it was worth taking that plunge to see if it works well for me. Then I purchased a digital version of Blade Runner, the final cut, just to have on Apple TV. I have the five-disc uh, Blu-ray somewhere, but it's kind of like, well, I'm like, I want to watch this on my iPad. I want to watch this a little bit on my phone. As it was meant this. to be seen. <laughs> well, I've seen it enough. I've seen it enough, but it was also like $2. Ridley Scott is rolling in his luxury apartment (laughs) i don't think he is i don't think he cares he got my he got my two (laughs) dollars hey listen ridley scott already uh just ruined half of his back catalog producing the last two alien films so i don't think ridley scott has got a leg to stand on you're not wrong you're not wrong and then the one that uh is relevant here to the playlist is i purchased god of war 3 remaster it also i think was three dollars on uh on sale and i was like you know what uh it's kind of the same thing as the old blood. I'm super hyped for the new God of War. I know it's very different, but I like the way that they're not totally, it, it appears they're not totally retconning his story. Like they're building off of it. And I own all the God of Wars on every system they've ever been on, but I wanted to see what the remaster looks like. And again, for $4, it was worth it for that night that I played three hours of it or whatever. Um, and it's it's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's a really well-made remaster. I think you look at some of the stuff and you can see that it obviously wasn't made for PS4 the way you know Horizon or some of these new games are. But that game and The Last of Us remaster, I think, stand out as really beautiful um updated visuals to old games that i would still recommend people checking out if they haven't i I don't think i'd pay whatever it launched at 60 bucks or something but at that four dollar price point it's super easy to recommend the game holds up what about that uh, final fantasy 12 comes out tomorrow that remastered final fantasy 12 yeah i i never finished 12 did you finish 12 i don't think i ever finished it but i played a hell of a lot of it yeah, I'm scared of it. I really it. liked 12. <laughs> I'm scared of it. You're scared of it the amount of time? 
Yeah, like if, if it hooks me again, because I think that was the last one that hooked me. I really and, uh, remember, remember liking Twelve a lot. Yeah, it was it it was, it was great. Like Two thousand six. Those were that good sounds days. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember liking Twelve a lot, but I don't know. I've heard mixed about the uh, the remaster that the game looks good, but the cutscenes look like garbage. And it's like uh, those games, you want the cutscenes to be a reward. Like that's how they're built. They're structured with the cutscenes to be, you know, like this cool reward for playing through things. And you I'm don't curious if they had that in like assets for that. I know in their garbage re-releases, but I still bought them too because I'm a sucker. But when they did the, um, oh, what are they called? The Marvel Diablo games that Activision finally put out on PS4 and Xbox oh, One. Ultimate Alliance? Yeah, one and two. And they're, you know, updated, wink, wink. Um, but the cutscenes in those are atrocious. It looks like, you know, worse than the original. And apparently they just didn't have the files to do anything with. So literally, you know, like I pictured them using handbrake and burning it off of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they found it on YouTube and they're just yeah. like, oh, we'll get these. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's awful. <laughs> so I wonder if the same thing happened with here where the amount of work that would go in to redoing them, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake says hello, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it, at least this one's coming out. So if, even if it has bad cutscenes, it might still be worth it. Uh, could 432 says apparently the fast forward feature in 12 HD is pretty great. It makes the game feel a lot better. Yeah, I, I had a guy call in about that to newest, latest, best and was telling me about it. It sounds rad, it, but it also kind of sounds insane that you literally can put the game on fast forward. And so you turn this like 80 hour experience <laughs> into a... 20 hour experience or 40 hour experience into a 10 hour experience. It's like listening to a podcast at two and a half speed. Oh, so that's I, how they oh. did games done quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Some games done quick. Just put it, just flick this button. It works great. Yeah. Crazy. Um, anything else on your, is that, is that your, is that your playlist? That's what dominant time. I spent some time under the hood in VR, but we'll get to that. Nice. Um, I did the thing that everybody's been asking me to do, including like 90% of our guests in the last year. I got me that near automata 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 Pia. I think is how it's, I, I think it's automata cause it's a automatons, right? Anyway, I'm, I'm playing that near guys. I'm playing that near. Uh, I've got about four hours into it. So Ooh, I haven't really seen, <laughs> I haven't seen the stuff that everybody is excited about yet, but it's already really cool. How Have far you did got, you get into it? I beat it once. Okay. I just and got to, um, your first home, your hub, like the, uh, the planetary village, I'm guessing in four hours. Uh, I got to uh, robot village. I just be, I just got past the amusement park. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That so boss done, at the end of the amusement park was a real B, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I do know what you mean. It uh, there's I don't know if it clicked for you, but it clicked for me. There's a way, but I, I remember it, this thing that stinks about that particular boss too is that you have to watch that cutscene every time when you yeah, die. No, the whole B to skip, bro. Really? Whole B to skip. Son of a! Gu- I was like, I was pushing everything. I was like, ah, I must have missed it. That, that's I mean, so I'm playing on I'm playing on PC, and I'm playing with uh, obviously with an Xbox controller because I said B. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a whole B to skip. Um, ah, but well, <laughs> I will <laughs> report that uh, all of the crappy stuff you've heard about the PC version is true. <laughs> no, it hasn't Super- been fixed. No, four months in, and they have not, and there's no plans to fix it. There's like oh. this this. Um, amateur modder guy that has a patch out for it. I have not even tried that though, just because I'm a little leery of those things. Although everyone says it works great, but it's weird, man. A full screen mode is stretched. And so I'm playing it in a what? window. It's very odd. It's, it's janky to the point of like, what 
Why it's would like you not address who, it's it? It's like who QA'd this? Like who yeah. said this was okay to release? Like Clearly there is no some way like, that oh, any yeah. major any major publisher would have something that doesn't work properly in full screen. Like this, especially it's with a game a game that is doing as well as this game. Like it's it's sold a significant number of copies, so you feel like they have the resources to go. Oh, we should probably fix that thing that makes it unplayable on an entire platform. Um, the only thing that would make it worth it is if one of the endings was PC exclusive and it revealed something that like uh, the androids were, and then you can fix it like within the game. Because <laughs> like I love, I love what this game does in terms of saving. Like you're in the game, like uploading your thing. It's like <laughs> it's all built, and like you're buying upgrades. You're really buying the up. Like it's all like meta about itself. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's in the PC version. I want to say I have heard nothing about that being the case, but that would be a little bit of genius if somebody slipped that in, like an ending 25 or something. I did say it's unplayable. It is not even remotely unplayable. It is just a minor annoyance, but a minor annoyance that's constantly there. You know, it's not like yeah. something you run into all the time. It's literally the resolution that you're playing at. Like it, like mm-hmm. it, it, feel, it feels like a vestige of like, you know, of like DOS games or something. It's like, did yeah. we solve this like 15 years ago? It's so weird, man. Your cursor, even in full screen mode, your cursor is on your screen at all times and it's stretched. So your cursor looks weird. So, you know, I constantly have to like scoot my mouse cursor to the bottom left of the screen to get it out of the way. (laughs) And it's just like stupid. It's like, you know, nothing that's going to prevent me from playing and enjoying it. But it's like some kid in the back just flicking the back of my neck, you know, constantly. (laughs) It's, it's that level of annoyance. That's a shame. The PS4 version ran ran really well for me. That's a shame. It's that stinks when like the clearly the way more powerful rig like it's just not optimized for it. Uh, yeah. That's a shame. And the game looks great. It, it is. Um, it's got that weird like Sony gray thing that you, that was like really characteristic of PS2 era, uh, PS3 era. Even it was like the kill zone gray. You know, like all the games were that weird gray. But it is super stylish, as you guys probably already know. And I love the designs of the mech and the way it sort of is a third-person action combat game and a bullet hell shooter at the same time. I've never seen a game do that before. It's pretty rad. But I also have everything. It's a side-scroller for a little bit. Like that first hour does a really good job of showing you kind of everything that you can expect. And then you play it for a little while. And then it opens up even more. And you're like, oh, okay, Nier, I see you. Yeah, I mean, the saving system is draconian. The the let me let me ask you guys this question. This is not unique to this game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's something that gets my goat, my goat begot guys by this, and that is, I'm fighting a boss. I have uh, a certain number of resources that I paid for healing potions, whatever things that are usables, consumables in the game. I fight, I fight, I fight, I fight. I use my consumables. I still lose. Game says, okay, we're going to restart you at the beginning of this boss fight. Or even better, as Nier does, like midpoint through this boss fight, which is like, awesome. Thank you, Nier. Thank you for having a midpoint. But it starts me with the amount of consumables I had at the end of my fight. Yeah, they've been consumed. It doesn't restart me like back in time to where I was when that moment happened. It's... You used up all your consumables. So it's like, well, I couldn't beat this guy with all of the consumables that I had. Now you expect me to do it with none of them? That It gets my goat. That's pretty mm-hmm. rough. That is pretty rough. And it That's happens a, in a lot of games. But it's, I think but it's, it's Breath of the Wild also is the same yeah. way. 
Like you use your arrows and then I had to like, at least Breath of the Wild, you can save anywhere and fast travel anywhere. It kind of helps in that point. Um, but it, yeah, it's super frustrating. We're like, you have to use bomb arrows and then you're like, okay, great. And then you have one hit left and you don't get it. And then you're like, well, crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's frustrating. Thanks for feeling me on that one, guys. Anyway, I'm enjoying uh, near automata very much and i will be talking about it in future weeks as i continue through it i i plan to finish it at least once and see if i'm compelled to go back and get other endings as everybody seems to but i also want to talk about uh, a game that comes out today that i've been playing that i really am impressed with it it hits my sweet spot of the things that i love it's kind of i mean in fact the designer describes it as a digital board game it's called anti-hero uh it's on steam i think i think I think that's it. I don't think it's on any other platform other than PC and, and Mac. It's on Steam. Um, Antihero, really cool, stylish-looking game, fun art style. And it is turn-based, board game-style game where you're playing this thief in London, I guess, or a stylized you know, 19th century sort of uh, big city. And you are uh, stealing, burgling houses to steal resources and conspiring to create a, uh, a network of, of underground ne'er-do-wells. You get, um, you get like street urchins with these little kids who are like, hey, what are you like here, sir? Here, here we go. You know, um, you're welcome for that one, Will. And um, – they can. I'm, I'm sorry. Can, can we have a uh, accidental racism klaxon as well to go with this? Can we add that one to the list? Your paper, sir. Wait, you got your paper. Um, that's kind of how they are. And uh, they uh, <laughs> they they can in- inhabit places and get you uh, victory points in certain ways. And and you sort of are doing area control on this map and. Uh, the map is covered with fog of war throughout the beginning, so you have to investigate certain areas. Meanwhile, much like a game of civilization, the opponent is doing stuff in his little corner of the map, and you eventually meet each other and can fight and have your thugs attack his thugs, and you're spending money in skill tree stuff to unlock certain abilities to be able to do certain other stuff in the environment and acquire your victory points even quicker really, really great game. It's so fun, and I love the look and feel of it. Uh, it's uh, it's one that I highly recommend. I think it's like 15 bucks. I think it's only... I got um, a copy uh, sent to me, but it is, I think, very inexpensive. Anti-Hero. You should definitely check out on Steam. I dig it a lot. I don't really need to check it out on Steam, Jeff, because that's basically what it's like every day around here. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to walk out my front door instead. It's, uh, yeah, this is the uh, biopic about Will Harris's life done as a video game. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, guys, uh, let's move on and talk a little bit of VR. Oh, guys, some cool new VR releases this week. Uh, Will, what have you been playing in VR, my friend? So I'm still catching up on a lot of stuff that I haven't had time to um, to play through. Um, I got sucked into playing Farpoint with oh, the yes. AIM controller. Like, it, playing that game made me just uh okay so so a it's an incredible experience b the graphics are are good for what they are but not that great what but what frustrated me the most about playing farpoint in psvr was that i just really wanted it to be halo 
Yeah. Um, it it was almost like, is. <laughs> it almost is, but it's like, I'm not really engaged enough in the universe to play what feels like a slightly generic storyline. Um, it's a really cool functionality. Um, it plays so well, but man, I just want to play an FPS series that I love with that controller. If we could, it, like, either, I mean, I know it's not going to be Halo because it's on the Xbox, but even like a Call of Duty or something, yeah. um, a, a universe that I'm invested in, I, the, the, that aim controller is like a gate, is a game changer. I agree. It is, it is awesome. Uh, I talked about, um, Arizona Sunshine last week and it being better with the aim controller as well. I think, um, yeah, it's, I agree with you. I think we're going to see a Call of Duty or at least like a Call of Duty spinoff thing with that at some point. I think Sony has a good enough relationship with those guys or, you know, I think, I think there will be a big mainstream kind of game done with this. I certainly hope so. Uh, we did get an email about this at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. This is uh, from Sean. Uh, he said, uh, hi guys, the Farpoint bundle that included the aim controller is sold out everywhere online and locally, which is a bummer. Sony really miscalculated the demand for Farpoint with the aim controller, but the thing that really has me concerned are the rumors that Sony does not plan to produce any more Farpoint bundles, which I have not heard. I have not corroborated that. I tried to Google it when I got this email and I have not been able to corroborate that as being true, but he may be right. He said, uh, there's currently not any options to buy the aim controller as a standalone device and the prices to buy it on sites like eBay are pretty steep. Do you think this is a good move by Sony? Farpoint seems like one of the flagship titles for PSVR. So it seems so strange to me that Sony would underproduce it by so much, especially if they do not intend to produce any more in the future. I understand the thinking that you don't want to waste money and produce too many units, but I would think that not being able to buy one of the biggest and best experiences can only hurt the appeal of their VR. What do you think about that, Will? Yeah, it, it's just one. Uh, I feel like we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of situations at the moment where companies are just either completely um, underestimating or misunderstanding like the level of demand for things. I mean, going back to the NES Classic, which was impossible to get, the original PSVR bundle was kind of impossible to get, and now it's like the Farpoint bundle, and it. it, it it strikes me that as we kind of exper as the games industry is experimenting with these different types of like kind of new things that we're seeing, that there's a real, um, I want to say like erring on the side of caution or a pessimism about whether or not people are going to take them up. And then they're sort of being constantly surprised by how much people want them. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's, it's unfortunate because I think you're right that. <sighs> I'm really bummed that there doesn't seem to be any indication that they're going to sell the AIM controller on its own because it really needs to be supported. It, it is, it's the differentiator for PSVR, in my opinion. It, it really improves the experience. Those move controllers are just not suited to move around in VR. You don't have any analog sticks on those things. And so it's, it's, you're relegated to only teleportation. And I think the fact that you can move smoothly in Farpoint and not get nauseated, it works really well. You can strafe and do all kinds of fun stuff. It is the game changer, and I want more games to support it. So I kind of agree with our emailer. Uh, you've also played Dirt Rally. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing, I, I haven't so much been playing Dirt Rally as it's been my um, VR demo of choice for, for, for people that haven't experienced it. Like, mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that come over that, you know, that either they're not massive gamers 
or you know even if they are sort of the occasional xbox players or something you know they weren't they haven't spent you know taken the leap into vr um dirt rally has become one of my favorite um demo games because um a it doesn't require the move controllers <laughs> which right. makes life a lot easier but b people like most people can understand the concept of driving a car most people have played a racing game and there's that moment where you're playing something like dirt rally where you're driving and you like look up at the rear view mirror and yeah. it's and and it's you suddenly something clicks because you can't do that in a game like you always have you're playing a normal racing game and there's a button that's mapped to like you know quickly let you see the rear view mirror or something while you're driving and you can be going around a corner and looking in your wing mirror to see somebody behind you you can be going down a straight and you can turn your head to see the vista um it's the kind of thing that suddenly makes people understand what vr really does yeah um it is a great 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 demo game i would say it's 50 50 on my friends that whoop and yelp and love it and want to play it forever people that whoop and yelp and love it and then immediately want to throw up <laughs> so, <laughs> that was, that a different whooping. yeah different whooping. yeah so it's uh it's a mixed bag but it's one of those games that because you know most people understand driving it's a really great demo of, of what vr is like yeah, I played it on Oculus, and it's one of those ones I wish I bought through Steam, where I was like, oh, this is going to be incredible, this is what I want, it's going to be so awesome, and I think it's still up on my YouTube under my VR playlist, which is just Christian Spicer 713 and it's like, I mean, immediately I'm sweating, and just, it was, I think that game and a drift were the two that made me the sickest I've ever been, outside of, you know, having food poisoning, it was game over man there's still game overs in my life (laughs) (laughs) uh you've been playing a bunch of psvr stuff too christian right yeah i think we both played uh spider-man homecoming in vr i played it on oculus okay it is a free download and you um, you pay for (laughs) yep it it will take you longer to download it and put on your headset than it will to play it yeah uh it's very short and it stinks because and and by the way you should not play it before seeing the movie in my opinion, but go ahead. Yeah, especially if you've avoided trailers. If you want to know, I mean, it's definitely Spider-Man: Homecoming related. Yes. So yes, yes. Um, it 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 stinks because what's there is pretty cool. You know, it very much follows the style of Batman VR, where you are in first person instead of throwing batarangs, you have webbing to shoot, and that's cool. I mean, I don't know if in Oculus it's better with the you know you have more. It feels. Uh, more accurate to be using the touch controllers using the ps moves you're just hitting a trigger to do your thing yeah, yeah, because it, with the touch controllers christian it's the middle finger button oh that's so cool you're literally doing the thing that spider-man does yeah that's probably the way that's definitely the way to play it then um and it, it's just but it's just over right when it starts and i was like i i want to just let that shooting gallery be longer like let me have fun just doing that um it is very short i don't know how expensive it was to make i don't know if there's a longer thing coming but it seems like you you built this out like give me a little more you know i agree i thought the shooting gallery was dumb i i really uh was upset that literally the first thing you do it's like you're spider-man what, what what's the first thing you have bullet webs bullet webs do we need to do bullet webs the first thing it's like it's no different than any shooting gallery infinite shooting gallery games that you can get in vr where you shoot balloons with a pistol except i'm just doing it with my bullet webs but 
you eventually cycle through of various web types. And when you finally get to actual Spider-Man webs where you can shoot something, it creates a long web and you can yank it and swing it around and stuff. That is like, oh, that's the promise of an actual Spider-Man game in VR that I want. And this game, as you said, is just a tease for that. It's like the smallest, tiniest moment of cool where you get to do that. And then it totally wusses out on the swinging, by the way. It like lets you swing for half a second and then blurs out and goes back to the, and that's the end. It's like, no, I want to swing. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> that's what I came here for. I came for the oh, swinging. It feels, it feels like um, between that and things like the, the VR mission for Star Wars Battlefront, it's like there are so many things that we like. We're just being teased. Yes. Like yeah. there's just oh, the, I could just see. I just want that. I just want that. that, 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 that and then and then it's, and then it's done. Yeah, exactly. And it should I be just said feel that Star like Wars is is hundred times better. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe 2018, getting into 2019, we're gonna start to really see like that stuff that we want. Um, but still, for people like us, we're we're jonesing for it. But it's it's still so early for everyone else, right? Yeah, but but that moment where you can you can shoot a web and look at it really up close and it looks like the web it's supposed to look and it's yeah. in 3D and it's like moving the way a web is supposed to move and it, that little tease is like oh god I want I want Insomniac's version of this game, you know? <laughs> I want them with their assets and the stuff that they've put into the Spider-Man Sony game. I want them to make the VR experience cuz that will be so amazing. And spectacular and web of um yeah and then but it did its point where uh, i was in the pf store in the vr store and polybus was like 14 dollars, and it was like a little cheaper than normal and i remember you had talked about it back in may i think when it came out yeah i think it's polybius like, polybius that probably makes more sense the yeah. uh, uh, polybus is like a bus that you know was in a relationship with a bunch of other buses um <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it's i don't know what i'm doing um, but I, I went back and listened to you talk about it and I agree with all of that stuff. So I, I can reiterate it. I mean, it is, um, mind bending and mind blowing and stimuli overload, but in all the best ways in that it doesn't, it, at least me, and apparently I'm on the 50% of, you know, Will would kick me out cause I would throw up on his rug, uh, side of VR. And like, I, I wasn't nauseated at all. Um, you're just zooming through things. I still don't quite, I mean, you're going through gates and shooting. I don't quite know what's happening, but stuff's exploding all around you and you get faster and faster and faster and more explosions and colors are flashing. Um, it almost felt like that episode of the Simpsons where they're like, they go to Japan yeah. <laughs> and they're like seizures. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's incredible. And again, at that price point, I don't think it'd be, I would recommend it at 40 bucks or whatever, but for what I paid, um, I've been having a, a lot of fun with it. And I really, really like the way the game starts. And I think there is an option to like go in and see controls, but you just start the game and you go in and it says, do what feels natural. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. L- let's just see what happens. Take and off your just, clothes, sit in the living room. <laughs> you're just racing through this world. I, I've had a lot of fun with it. And I think it's still a PlayStation exclusive if I'm, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but it might be. Um, might be. Yeah, it's it's face melting. You played Thumper in VR though, right? I did. Uh, I can't. Unfortunately, I put it down and I tried to go back to it and I, I think I need to start again. I never beat it. I got maybe halfway. 
Um, and it's like, oh, I need to take a break. You know, like other games are coming out and I just don't remember the intricacies of, because you know, it teaches you so well yeah, along yeah. the way of like left trigger up, down, whatever. And I can't jump back in where I am, unfortunately, but it's also incredible. I, I, I prefer it to Polybius personally. I, I just think it's a, I mean, it's more intense for, for sure. <laughs> They're both very intense. I shouldn't say that, but, um, I just think the visually I'm more into what Polybius has this kind of retro look that's cool, but not as appealing to me personally. Yeah, Thumper's great, but it's oppressive. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's not evil in terms. It's not a horror game, but it's like the music isn't. It's like on non-standard beats. I don't know yeah. music well, but it's like it's like thumping and beating, and then like yeah, and I'm, I can't. I, I think Polybius, like it's hours. Polybius is crazy because it starts like oh, I I know how these games work. It's on a track, and then all of a sudden, like the track is above you and around you, and oh god, you know it's it's yeah. uh, it's insane. And things are exploding. And what am I doing? Here's a score. Here's a rainbow. And I'm like, right. yay. <laughs> uh, so now I need to go a little crazy uh, talking about Echo Arena. I played the second open beta. I didn't hit the first open beta. Second open beta was just the last few days. I think it ends tonight or tomorrow as we record this. Uh, this is Lone Echo, the new Oculus exclusive Oculus Studios game that's coming out July 20th. And I'll certainly be talking about that a lot when that hits. But this is the multiplayer component. And you probably heard, if you listen to our show, Ben Silverman talk about this game uh, after E3. It's the game that won best VR game from the E3 critic circle. Uh, this is – I understand why it won now, guys. <laughs> Uh, so Echo Arena, as you probably heard lots of people describe it, including Ben on our show, it's Ender's Game done in VR. It's the Ender's Game fight simulator thing. If you've read Ender's Game, I'm sure, Will, you have. All, and like me, when I read it as a kid, I fantasized about what it would be like to be Ender in that cool th- stasis room where everybody's weightless and you're running around, you're trying to score points. It's the way they train the kids in Ender's Game. This is that. You are in a zero-G environment, and the way you move around, you have the touch controllers in your hands. It's tracking your hands, and you can touch any surface in the world, and there's lots of stuff floating around and, and handles on walls and stuff. And you can grab that and throw yourself forward or push yourself off of it. Anytime you touch a wall, you can react like you would if you were a real person in a zero-G environment, like, you know, space you know, Apollo 13 movie or whatever, when people are weightless and they kind of push off the wall and it, and it propels them. That's how you move in this game. There are also other people floating around and there's a disc that you're trying to throw through someone's goal on either end of the, of the arena. And you can grab onto people and push yourself off of them. You can punch them, (laughs) which which uh, stuns them for a second, makes them drop the disc that they may be holding. You can just grab the disc out of their hands. You're and you are pushing yourself off. You also have uh, a, like mini propulsion on your arms that you can shoot. So if you're kind of adrift in the middle of the arena and no, there's nothing to push off of, you can still get propulsion. Um, you're not ever sort of hanging out helpless. It is incredible. And this game, Lone Echo is going to have its entire single-player component. This is a, a big, robust single-player game. But this multiplayer component is a must-play. It is so crazy how you, you're pushing yourself off, you're grabbing a thing, you're punching a person, you're going, you're bouncing off the walls, you're spinning around. And all the while, there's like eight or ten other people in the room 
talking and yelling and 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 communicating to each other. This is going to I, – I could see this becoming an eSport that would be so much fun to watch. To me, this is like Rocket League in VR. It is – I think this, a simple, awesome concept that's done perfectly. Everything seems to work really well. They've done all this cool tech with the way the hands are mapped in VR so that any surface that you touch, it wraps your hands around it in a really realistic way. So the game looks awesome. The only downside <laughs> is that uh, there's a lot of errors. <laughs> there were a lot of errors uh, getting into games. This was a beta that was uh, supposed to stress test the servers, and I got news for them. <laughs> the servers are not up to the task. Servers are stressed. Yes. The uh, servers are like, no, you said you wanted to stress test us, but you didn't say it was going to be this hard. Right, yeah. And, and this game's coming out in 10 days, so I'm a little worried that there's not going to be much difference between how it is now and how it's going to be. I hope they realize that... I mean, I was getting kicked booted out of the lobby trying to get into games. I was, but the lobby in this game is a blast because the lobby is you're with a bunch of people and you're floating around and you have discs and everybody can play ostensibly in the lobby as well. And there's lots of little weird um, figurines and things that you can throw to each other. So it's already fun just hanging out in the lobby, but it was neon impossible to get into games. And I was asking people in the lobby and it was like, yeah, no, I haven't been able to get into a game tonight. So I'm worried about that. So I can't give it a 100% approval of the beta, but I can tell you that the core concepts and the mechanics are just incredible. And I'm so excited for this game. Again, that's called Echo Arena, and it's the multiplayer component of Lone Echo. And it seems like um, you, you mentioned that it's going to be an amazing sort of esports game. Um, Intel has picked it up as part of their sort of VR esports initiative. Yeah. Um, and it's going to put what something like two hundred thousand dollars into into prizes for it when it actually comes out. Uh, I I can't wait to see that in, in an esports environment. I will. I hope they'll let us watch it inside VR because that would be even cooler. Oh um, yeah, watching the VR experience inside VR would be amazing. Yeah, uh, you got to try this one, Christian. I think you'll dig it. I, and it, it didn't make me nauseated, even though you're flinging yourself around and spinning around in space and stuff. It for some reason because you're using your arms, it's it didn't. It didn't even have the slightest bit of nausea for me. That's great. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, some uh, quick questions. Quick questions. You can submit your own quick questions to our show by sending them to dlcfeedback at gmail or by posting them in the sticky thread on our subreddit five by five dlc dot Quick question. This one comes from Aaron Suarez. He says, in games with camera control, do you always hold up on the left stick and basically control mu- movement with the camera? I do, and my girlfriend thinks it's pretty weird. I don't understand what he's talking about. Do you guys? No. I, I, I read this and I had no idea. I was like... Does holding the camera push your character eventually because like you, you can't go out of screen? I don't, I don't understand. I put this question in here because I thought you guys could decipher it for me. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Read it again. In games with camera control... Do you always hold up on the left stick and basically control movement with the camera? Oh, I see. So, so like all, you... oh, I see. Left stick up on the left stick means you only move forward. You're only pushing forward ever yeah. on your movement stick. And then using, and then, then, then moving the, the camera. camera. 
Yeah, so you, that's yeah you, you're always going forward, and then you swing the camera around to change what "quote unquote" forward. And he says, is. "My girlfriend thinks it's pretty weird." Aaron, I think we all agree that's not even pretty weird. It's super weird. <laughs> I do that in PC games. I do that in like uh, World of Warcraft. I'll just push W, you know, up on W, and then move and control the the camera to change my direction that I'm running in in that game. Yeah, I'm, I don't always do it. I understand the technique. I think oftentimes in uh, a shooter, I will, instead of fine tuning my aim, just because one of my thumbs is better than my other, I will camera around to, you know, dial in a shot, which I, is why I'm not great at first person shooters. <laughs> but I, I understand it now. But no, I don't. I don't always do that. Aaron, um, your girlfriend's right on the money. Yeah, she, she's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick question. Uh, the hyperbolic time chamber is real. One year inside equals one day in the real world. If I told you that you may enter with either the next three years of new releases or your entire backlog slash pile of shame, which would you choose? It's from Charlie in Hamilton, Ontario. Will? Uh, I'm going to jump in on that and say the next three years because I imagine that somewhere in there is going to be the killer VR experience and I'm never going to leave again. <laughs> Christian? Yeah, the next three years. I, I mean, I love – there's a reason I haven't played my backlog now, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it'd be nice. I wouldn't mind it if I got forced into this thing with my backlog, but um, Spider-Man, God of War, the next Halo, um, Last of Us 2 – I think I'd be okay. And that's just things I know. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, I'd be okay. I'd be okay. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I'm newest, latest, best guy, right? I want I want that new stuff. But I think this is this question essentially breaks down to, like, do you want the stuff that you know about or are you going to roll the dice on things that might be question marks? And I'm like, I- I'm rolling that dice, bro. <laughs> I just got back from Vegas. I'm I'm still rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to – maybe there's something amazing there. Let, let me find out. So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I like the idea of getting my pile of shame. I like the fact that I'm kind of going back and playing near right now and I have some time to do that stuff. But yeah, give me that new. Give me that new. Uh, this is a quick question. This one comes from John. He says, uh, the ability to play and interact with other people over the Internet is simultaneously the best and worst part about online gaming. Shut the up, com- John, you jerk. Go ahead. Mm. The community of a game can both <laughs> make and break the game itself for newcomers. My question is this. Of all the games you have played, which one or ones stands out at, as having the worst community or best? We could also add best in there. Uh, love the show and all the stuff you guys put out in the world. John, by the way, for me, it was League of Legends. Trolls, rage quits, feeding almost every single game. Since moving to Heroes of the Storm two years ago, I have very rarely encountered any of those behaviors. He hasn't played with you yet? Is that what yeah, you're evidently he hasn't played with me. <laughs> I knew I knew I, I could have bet a million dollars that you were going to say that. Hey, I, uh, I play my role. You, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, Heroes is susceptible to that as well. Um, but, uh, Will, what is the, your worst and best online gaming community? Uh, I'm going to slightly take a side jack sideways and say uh, my girlfriend when she loses at Mario Kart. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, she t- control, man. <laughs> that's a terrible community to be a part of. <laughs> the rage quitting, the controllers across the room. Yeah. Um, no, um, I have well, At least you're say... not withholding any key information from her about <laughs> how the game works. Thank, thank um, I have to say, I haven't really encountered that usually much because whenever I'm playing online... I do tend to, um, it's mostly first person shooters, and if people are quitting in and out, it doesn't so much matter. But I will say that, like, back in the day, like, the Halo online community was pretty bad on Xbox. 
Yeah. That was going to be my example. I think Halo 3, maybe, like as soon as it could, it became yeah, toxic it almost became immediately. Toxic. And you couldn't mute players then, right? Like that, we're at a place now where it's still cumbersome, but you can mute all, you can go into mute specific. Like that was born out of horrible people. And it's just like you're on, and even people, I don't know if it's intentional or not, they just have their mic on, and you hear in the background like, Brandon, dinner! Brandon, dinner! Babe, I'll yeah. be there. Brandon, dinner. And there's like a kid crying. And you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> Why doesn't Brandon want dinner, man? I want dinner. He's got one more game. He's got to come teabag me. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> Can you bring me some dinner? <laughs> yeah, Brandon, send me the dinner, bro. Stop with the teabagging. Uh, back in the day, the original StarCraft, which is getting a remaster in August, coming soon. Uh, I think the idea that I don't even know if people remember this well, but. You would have to on PC. You would have you would go into a giant list of games, and people would write a description of the game to try to get people to come into it. The game would, there was no matchmaking. <laughs> it, was, it was before the age of matchmaking. It was literally like, well, here's the list of all the games that are being played right now. Do you want to be in any of them? Yeah, Just pick one. Good luck. Pick one. <laughs> and it would always be like noobs, all noobs, come here, noob comp stomp. Uh, we're all we're just friendly. We just want to play the game and beat the computer. And I remember that being really friendly because people were just like noobs. And then you'd have the people that on the on the flip side that would advertise for noobs and just want them as meat for them to slaughter and be like, hey, noob, are you here? Yeah, I'm a gold master player. Pfft, here you die. It's the Hansel and Gretel approach. Yeah. It's like candy. <laughs> yeah. Come to my house. Lots of resources. All noobs. Welcome. And uh, and then you would get smushed just like the 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 witch in Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, they turn, like, turn the tide. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Delicious cakes, all noobs. Um, <laughs> Some of those names were like that's the thing. It's you know nostalgia for things that our kids will never experience. But like I remember in Unreal, also it's the same way. You kind of like pick a thing or Quake, um, and it, <laughs> the names were just like some were creative and funny, and then some that just were horrendous and too. It's like how that's gonna be what your thing is. But this is also we have to remind our listeners perhaps that this was an era where your friend's email address was like my butt be sweaty at I don't need no job slash four twenty dot. Yeah, it was, it was my butt be sweaty 14 because there was 13 other my butt be sweaties. <laughs> and this kid person was also 14. <laughs> I, would say, I, I, I think that like going back on that retro thing, it's like worse than that. You know, I think now we've evolved all the tools. Like you've got the mute one, mute all kind of kick. There's all these kind of right. things. Um, there's still no way of like kicking like the real a-hole that's camping, right? Yeah. Camping the spawn point, like going back to Quake 2. And yeah. like camping all the sport, ah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to me as I play a lot of Heroes of the Storm online. Obviously, it, that's the community that I'm most familiar with. Uh, but I think any of these ha- all have the shades, the same shades, right? And it, it's it, it's as much a game about psychology as it is about the game. You when you enter in an online community, you are playing a weird psychological experiment game that is meta that's happening over the top of whatever game mechanics actually exist in the game. And that is bizarre to enter into that weird social contract of like, okay, well, I have to make sure that this person doesn't get ticked off because then he just ruins it for everybody else. So let's all play this weird psychological game of trying to keep our morale high. It's being Terrell Owens teammate. Yeah, on a on a global scale. <laughs> All right, uh, quick question. This comes from Pimp Tendo. This is a pretty cool name. Pimp Tendo in our uh, our Reddit thread asks, 
What is your preferred way to purchase a game? Small local owned game store, GameStop, big box retailer, Amazon, or fully digital? I think you were talking about this a little earlier, Will, right? Yeah, digital. I um, I tend to buy games on impulse because it's like, okay, I've got, I've somehow ended up with a free evening that I wasn't expecting. I can fill it with some video gaming. I need something now. Right. Uh, and so unless it's something like triple, super, quadruple A that I know I have to have for launch day, in which case I might consider getting it on Amazon um, just to save the download time. Like, you know, the Amazon guy might turn up at like 9 a.m., whereas it might take me a few hours to download it. Right. <laughs> um, in general, um, I, buy everything, I buy everything digital just because um, it's impulsive and um, I just I don't need m- more clutter. I'm with you on that clutter thing. I've tried to be less physical objecty. <laughs> Says the man with a room of board games. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. That is the problem. That th- those those physical objects. Uh, yeah, those those are bad. <laughs> I have a lot of them. Uh, Christian, what what is your preferred way? I often will do that impulse buy too, but I I think my preferred way is um, Best Buy. I'm like a member of their Power Up Rewards or Gamers Club Unlocked or whatever it Are you is. Serious. Yeah, I'm being 100% serious. They have incredible deals. It's 20% off uh, every game. Really? Yeah. You sound every... like you're not being serious to me. I'm being 100% serious. It's incredible. DLC, uh, brought to you this week by Best Buy. No, I'm, 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 old mattresses in the... <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an old school CAG. I, I'm friends with those guys. I've listened to that show and gone to that website for years. And they turned me on to it. And it, it was originally outrageously expensive to join this thing. But now I think it's like, I don't know, 20 bucks for a year or something like that. And it's 20% off every single new game. So Amazon does it too if you're a Prime member, but only for new releases. This is literally every single new game. And then oftentimes they throw in a thing too where you get $10, uh, $10 gift card in addition to that. So for instance, uh, like that, that's for pre-orders only. But like if it's a game you know you're going to buy. So right now I believe Super Mario Odyssey. I don't recommend pre-ordering games. It's not necessarily a good idea, but if you're going to do it, so you can pre-order it at Best Buy, you get 20% off, and then when you pick it up, you'll get a $10 gift card for Best Buy as well. So that's like $37 for a brand new game that then you have the physical game that you can trade in or give to a friend. And gaming's expensive. And to be on that newest, latest, best front, I'm balancing that and uh, Gamefly to keep me current. I can't afford... We really need to get a Best Buy sponsorship, Christian. We just gave them such free advertising right there. Okay, well, let me lay this out, too. When I tried to return uh, my... Copy my broken copy of Call of Duty. Yeah, they were the biggest jerks on customer service that I've ever dealt with. People in the store were rude. A woman pushed me, like literally pushed me to get me out of the line. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I went off on her. And also the store is organized like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. More often than not, when you go in there, they don't necessarily have the thing pulled, even though you have the text that says it's ready for you and they don't know what you're talking about. Well, um, there goes so, our sweet sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut that part out. It's it's, it's, it's give and take, but the, it's really the, the value add. And I was excited when Amazon did the 20% off but it's just limited. It's not. It's not everything. And also, Best Buy now has free shipping, release day shipping for most games. If you're if you're pre-ordering it too, so I I don't make the uh, I don't make that. Uh, what what game was that? The GTA Online money that you do, Jeff. So right. Yeah. I'm scraping by over here. I definitely do. But you do have those weird blue polo shirts. There's so many of them. How come you're <laughs> always wearing blue polo shirts? Um, here's a bonus quick question. 
usually only do four, but here's a bonus one because I think this is funny. Brian Wonderful said, would it be okay if I pronounce the name of your show Dilk? <laughs> it's only one syllable versus three, so that's more efficient. What do you think, guys? Dilk? Welcome to Sounds Dilk. Sounds too close to like downloadable I'd like to consume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. There. A downloadable I'd like to consume. <laughs> I'm fine with it. If you tell your friends and then give them a URL, they can understand. Oh my God. That show is such a dilk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we just got our, we got our show title. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. We do have our parting gift coming up for those. <laughs> stick around for that. If you're, like to consume our show, uh, you'll definitely want to consume the rest of it. But first, I do need to thank Will Harris for being here. Thank you so much, Will. It's always a blast talking to you. It is always a absolute blast, guys. Thanks very much for uh, for having me on. And you have some new things in the works. Where can people keep up with uh, what's going on in your world? Uh, so um, you can follow me on Twitter at Will Harris with one L and on Instagram at Will Harris with one L where I make every effort to make my life look far more glamorous than it actually is. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job because it doesn't. <laughs> uh, Christian, how about you? What do you got going on this week? Oh, I don't know what this week is. I'm still kind of recovering back from uh, from London. I was so, it was so good to see you, Will. I appreciate you making the time after I flew out there. <laughs> yeah, li- likewise, Jeff, likewise. Yeah, no problem, everybody. Uh, out of town shows people want to see me i will be part of the out of bounds festival in austin over labor day weekend and then i will be in la jolla on uh september 30th whatever that weekend is that thursday friday saturday doing long sets down there and then you can follow me on twitter at spicer and i have a parenting podcast called department of parenting you can find all of that info at departmentofparenting.com we also have an anchor show currently only available on the anchor app but you can find it at anchor.fm slash dop call in with all your questions and stuff like that Uh, we've got some great comments and questions it's it's so much fun to learn things from other parents because you're like that's the best idea i've ever heard and it seems so simple and here i am with like a four and a half year old just been doing it wrong (laughs) isn't that the coolest thing about anchor i mean not not to be sound like a shill, but I genuinely have loved the fact that anchor makes it so easy for people to send in audio and to be able to have this kind of two way conversation with people. We tried to do that with this show for a while and just the tech failed us, but uh, anchor has made it very, very easy on those shows. It's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. I, I would, I do want to say though, after that praise that when I tried to return my call of duty to anchor, so yeah. they actually pushed me yeah. and uh... <laughs> they, they didn't understand why you were talking to them about it. It was really annoying. Um, <laughs> speaking of an anchor show, I have one, it's called newest, latest, best. And I really would love for you guys to give it a shot. I think you'll dig it. It is quick daily stuff. It keeps you up to date with all the stuff that's happening. We, you know, we do a roundup of all the news story of the week, uh, weekly. It's great. And we have that back and forth conversation. I'm glad you guys find that value in listening to this show, but that show has, uh, other kinds of content. I think it's really cool. Like I said, it's, it's got call-ins from listeners, which I really enjoy doing. For example, today's episode has uh, all of the games that are coming out this week, and I kind of run down all the highlights of the game releases that are coming out this week, and lots of really cool things. So check it out. You can find it on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. All you need to do is search for newest, latest, best. Uh, I also have a um, movie and uh, TV review show called The Slash Filmcast, and we're reviewing Spider-Man this week. So check that out at slashfilmcast.com. 
And uh, We Have Concerns is my comedy science show, which is still trucking along with Anthony Carboni. We do that three times a week. It's only 20 minutes, a fun show. I think you'll get at least one laugh out of every episode. And you can find that at wehaveconcerns.com. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this show. But let's finish things up with our parting gift. Hey, give us a suggestion. Mr. Will Harris, do you have a parting gift to give the people? I do. Um, I just want to say I think it's a shame that there's no video to this show because you would have seen me just bopping it along to every jingle throughout this whole thing. <laughs> These are Hyper World 33 in the chat in, just said, add video to this. in my head. Give us a suggestion. Well, um, uh, maybe someday, but that means I wouldn't be able to do the show just in my Mac Weldons, which I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nobody needs that. Um, <laughs> That's right. So my suggestion this week is, um, do you know what I love? What do you love? Books. Me, me too, man. I was going to guess your girlfriend. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that varies depending on the uh, depending Mario Kart. Flat, Mario <laughs> yeah, depending on the um, results do, do, do of the I, race. Do you know what I don't love? What Not do having love? enough time to read all the books that I want to do. Yeah. And I've been getting really into um, a couple of apps on um, iPhone. Um, one is called Blinkist. And one is called Insta Read, mm. and basically the pro- each of the apps um, they take um, sort of really famous books, like whether it's the latest Malcolm Gladwell or whether it's um, the latest, you know, the, the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list, and they kind of summarize each one in like twenty minutes. Um, I really like this because I do feel like a lot of the um, some of the really good nonfiction or life hacking or productivity kind of books that I would love to get on top of things like Malcolm, particularly people like Malcolm Gladwell. It's like it's a premise that you can explain pretty easily with like 200 pages of examples. Um, and what Blinkist and Instaread do is just break it down into maybe 20 minutes, four chapters of five minutes each. And give you the lowdown on the whole thing. And if you really feel like there's something you really want to dive into, you can then go and get maybe the full book on Audible or something. But mm-hmm. I feel like um, I'm able to, to to be much more up to date on just the kind of um, zeitgeist of books and, and that kind of thing. Um, so so Blinkist and InstaRead are both apps that I'm that I'm really digging. Can I uh, confess something to you, Will? Mm. I. Uh... I was creeping on you uh, and and Brian Brushwood, our, our mutual friend, and I saw that you recommended this to him on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check this out. So I've been checking out Blinkist myself based on your recommendation of it to Brian, and uh, it is really pretty slick. It's a really cool way to, to min-max your uh, – your information intake. It's pretty neat. Min-maxing your information intake. That is exactly what, uh, what it is. Yeah. Christian, what about you? Got a parting gift? I was going to say Spider-Man, so I, I'm still saying it by saying it, but Will reminded me of a book I just finished that I actually picked up in London um, because there was just this beautiful display, and I knew I was being manipulated by the window display of the paperback edition of this book, but I couldn't help myself. It's Dodgers by Bill Beverly. It won tons of awards. It's his debut novel. Uh, the paperback version is, I think, relatively new. I think the original came out in 2016, but it is a, a crime story of four kids from Los Angeles sent across the country to murder someone and they don't really know each other uh it's um it's incredible it's a a very quick read at least it was for me i couldn't put it down 
And just if you like that kind of thing of the kids, it's like 13 to 20 year old, you know, a group of four kids driving stand across the by country me or something. Yeah. But going to do something cool, not stand by me ish. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's, it's really, really well written. The, the scenery of the landscape as they travel across a country that they're so unfamiliar with growing up in, you know, a uh, poor part of Los Angeles and their experiences fighting with the country and kind of what they're doing along with challenging, you know, wrapping their heads around their mission. It's, it's really, really great. It's called Dodgers by Bill Beverly. Wow. I'm, I might have to read this. This sounds awesome. I will, I will send it your way. I'm done with it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I want to recommend a movie, and it's not Spider-Man, although pretty good movie. That's Spider-Man. But the best movie of the summer that I've seen so far is called The Big Sick. It is an autobiographical movie about Kumail Nanjiani meeting his eventual wife. Uh, who's been on this show. Who has been on this show, Emily V. Gordon. You may know her. Uh, she and he, uh, it turns out, have a an amazing story. And their film that they have created called The Big Sick is just magic. It is so funny and fun and charming and heartfelt. I cried. I laughed. It is one of the best movies of the year for sure for me. And, uh, and and a real triumph. And it's kind of amazing that even in some small way, I know them, you know, like it, it, because they made something so beautiful and perfect. And I just, I'm just so enamored with the thing that they made. It is, it is great. You should rush out and see it in the theater. It's called the big sick. Take someone you love because it is, it is a game, a game. And <laughs> it's a movie where you'll leave and you want to hug somebody and you want to hold their hand and you want to tell them how much you love them. Uh, it's, it's really, really magic. So see it, the big sick. All right, guys, that's it. We did it. Got through another episode and we will be back next week. Hey, thank you to Will Harris and Chris, Christian Spicer, whose name I almost didn't say. That was weird. Uh, and thank you to all of the folks in the chat room. You guys are awesome. And we appreciate you hanging out with us in real time, contributing to the show. Thanks to our musical contributors, Sean Madigan, Zero Star, Patrick L., making those cool bumpers that have people bopping in their seats, myself included. And thank you to all of you that have downloaded the show. It means a lot to us that you want to bring us into your life and your ear holes. Please take a second, maybe rate us highly on your platform of choice or recommend us to a friend or both. We will be back next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.